Welcome to episode 13 of Haven of Horror. Uh, we got a few pre-show things to do. First off, we actually have news this time. Uh, Austin, of all people, remembered. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, for once, I'm not a lazy fuck. I have news today. <laughs> Hello, Noah. Um, but I think even before that, just because news is related to the show, uh, real quick announcement. Uh, Austin is still going to be here, but he is going to step back at least slightly because he's got a lot going on, uh, and he hates us. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the, the, the ghost is caught between hauntings right now. Yeah, um, well, yeah, it's more so just uh, like I need a little bit of like free, a bit more freedom in my schedule when it's like. But yeah. I will still try to come on as much as I can. Yeah, it's a healthy margin. Nothing wrong with that. How how can you leave yeah. me with this guy? Like, come on now. See, I, I'm actually lucky because if it was just John and I, I'd be fucked and I'd just have to storm it. But <laughs> you gotta you gotta miss out on all the anime suggestions all out in the future. Well, no, I had already told him I said it uh, in the future if we do anime, we'll do that on like a Sunday when you're busy because um Well, I'm fine doing whatever. It's I, I joke, but like mm-hmm. Well, Says the man I, who didn't even finish the second movie for this week. Well, that's because well, he's, yeah. been, he's been busy. We'll get there, but uh, yeah, no, I, I'm just giving you. I, time. I would legitimately watch that. Was it Perfect Blue? Because I've heard that one's really good. Yeah, Satoshi Kon is fantastic. Just any of his movies, regardless of horror, are great. Yeah, in all so seriousness, I though, about watching that. So. Anyway, yeah. In know. all seriousness, though, Austin is obviously a very important part of the channel. Uh, shows just aren't going to be the same when he's not here. Um, but we're going to keep going. We are taking recommendations for next week because obviously we have to restructure things uh, slightly. Uh, we also have a new idea where Milton has set up a wheel with all of the like double move features that we've planned. If we don't see a request that we want to tackle next week, we will spin that at the end of the show so that people will know what we're watching next week. And if we watch something awful, it's your fault for not putting suggestions, everyone. Exactly. No, actually, we'll just blame Austin. No, not really. Yeah, I put, I put most of those suggestions in, so if you guys get something <laughs> bad on the wheel, it's my fault. Plus, you're the one who gave me the wheel idea, inadvertently. <laughs> yeah, that, that is true, too. We'll just spin the wheel the worst and see what horrible idea we have to tackle. Next. This isn't Red Letter Media. <laughs> But anyway, uh, yeah, on to pretty good. slightly more cheerful things, mostly in just in terms of actually getting to talk about relevant stuff. Uh, Austin, what is your news article? Well, it's not so cheery, depending on how you look at it, but uh, Disney is being sued, or they're maybe going to be, Yay! Uh, for uh, <laughs> the rights to Predator by the original screenwriter. Hmm. My question is, why now? Uh, what is it about specifically? Well, isn't there the thing where it's like, after a certain period, like the original writer can get it back? Because th- that happened with Terminator, too. Hmm. I'm so not sure, just, but it just seems just weird that. that now you would do that. Yeah. Well, I also only looked at the, um, <laughs> the headlines, so I'm just kind of skimming skimming stuff now because like if we're being honest the predator prop like ip as much as i love it isn't worth much right now that that is true it is in a very crappy place right now uh so yeah they are looking to sue uh to get the rights back Uh, okay, copyright laws termination provision states that after roughly 35 years for newer works, the original authors of a property may cancel transfers and end a studio's hold on a franchise. So that is the same thing as the Terminator uh, situation. So that's why it's happening. So, oh, so just because they can't. Okay. <clears throat> okay, so I'm going to be honest, and I'm probably going to have like the opposite answer of you guys. Uh, Austin, I don't know how you feel, but. I don't know. I feel I feel like this is just a stupid lawsuit that they're just doing because they can. Um, I would obvi- obviously if when if Disney wins this and the stuff that they're putting out is not good, I would change my mind. But like, 
I don't know. This seems kind of pointless to me. Like, you're just doing it because you can. You have no, like, real reason to. Oh, crap. Um, yeah, <laughs> I just want good Predator stuff. So, like, whichever way it lands, just give me good Predator stuff. And like I said before we started the show, if the Predator rights and Alien rights get separated and I can no longer get my my dream of a miniseries uh, AVP based on the original Dark Horse series, I'm going to be fucking livid. Well, you know if they win this, that'll never happen then. No, no, I know. Then that's what I mean. So, like, that that sucks. But at the same time, I also just want good Predator things. So if they win it and they give me a good Predator movie, then I'll be happy. If they do anything with it. Yeah. I, there's no way that they get the rights back and then they just sit on it. What if they can't find a um? What's the Blumhouse. word? Like? <laughs> Fuck it, do it. That's where it would land. We're yeah. screwed either way. I don't know. I mean, I and maybe part of it is because the alien movie or the predator movie that they we've already heard about sounds really interesting to me. I'd rather just see that get made than whatever they might make, because God knows what their project would look like. Yeah, yeah, I'm interested to see what Predator 5 turns out uh, to be. So, I would just hope it gets a larger budget than something small than what Blumhouse would probably get for a studio like them. Oh, you would need yeah, a bigger no, I would, budget I wouldn't want a Blumhouse Predator. No, well, yeah, you would need a bigger we, budget. We just don't want to go under budget here, because then it's, it's going to feel like an antiquated film. Because... But that's Blumhouse's model, is they put very little money into it and make a lot of money back. Like, this is the one property I don't want to see end up Blumhouse because you obviously need like special Jonathan effects. I finally agree that Blumhouse should fuck off for this property. For this it property, was, they're not or, even involved in this situation. Yes. Just the thing I said. <laughs> but I don't know who else who else they would go to to distribute the film. Is my thing. Uh, Warner Brothers, Universal, uh, Universal is worse than Blumhouse, and then go back to Disney so that Disney can make it, but they have the rights. <laughs> or, screw it, just have it be a crowdfunded project. See what. No, that. it'll be like know. a two dollar cosplay film. Um, or AVP stuff. I. <laughs> I mean, it's like Doug Doug Walker and his friends, you know, just don suits. And... I feel weird about saying this. Movie. I feel weird about saying this because obviously I support a writer's creation and the ability to get have the right set creation. But in this situation, I'm kind of rooting for Disney. Like, I the person the borderline insurrection is inside of me wants to say the less that Disney gets, the better considering they really don't need any more IPs than they already have right now anyway. But I can see that on the other side, too. It does seem... I don't know. We don't know what's going on behind the scenes. I certainly hope to hear more about it as it develops, because I do find it very interesting. Yeah, so that's your new job. Watch it, Watch the ongoing lawsuit for us. It would be, <laughs> I don't want to do that. That's boring. <laughs> it would be really interesting if they win a lawsuit. That would be interesting to me. Um, oh, I wouldn't be shocked if they won because. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, had... not not Disney. I mean, oh, for... you know, the, the original career. That's what I mean, though. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they won because uh, that's what happened with Terminator. I think Nightmare on Elm Street had that too. Like, there, there's been a few things now that have had this, and the writers have all uh, got the rights back. When so was Terminator's? When did Terminator's rights revolve back? Wasn't it like around when it was either like right after, like right before, probably right after Dark Fate? I think. Oh, okay. Uh, with that Galen. I was gonna say if it was it was if it was before Dark Fate, I was gonna be like, oh no! And Austin, we got an echo. Uh, is it better? Uh, let's see. Yeah, I, yeah, think I didn't hear anything. Okay, so it was after Dark Fate. I can understand if it was before Dark Fate, and then we get Dark Fate as a result of after the rights came revoked. But uh, yeah, let us know in the comments below what you guys think. Uh, we're obviously always interested to hear from our listeners. Um, and then my news, my news is short and sweet. The new Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie, which apparently we we're we're getting more and more information by the day about this movie. 
And the only thing I'm interested that's kept me interested is that the guy from the Evil Dead reboot is involved. Mm. Uh, but he's a producer, not a director for this. Um, yes, that basically means nothing. It could mean something, but it's so ambiguous, we we have no idea. Yeah. But it's going to be titled Texas Chainsaw Massacre, of course. Uh, and it's going to be about Old Man Leatherface. Oh, no. Because, oh, yeah. you know, that's what we all wanted to see. Are we this, just doing Halloween 2018? I just thought about that. Like, yeah, I think like so. That. Because I have also heard, and I can't remember the exact details, but the girl from the first movie, either the character or that actress is in this new one. Did the actress pass away? I wouldn't think so. I don't know. The actress for... The original Texas Chainsaw. Yeah. She was the... She's, I guess, the first... One of the first Final Girls, or... Let me look Something it like up, me. and I will check. Main girl, right? Uh, Marilyn Burns? Yeah. Yes. She. Yep, she's dead. She died oh. at 65 in 2014. Okay, Damn. so okay, never mind then. don't quote me on this, but I have heard that they want to bring her character back. Oh, no, they're going to bring her back with CGI. <laughs> but yeah, this is sounding more and more like Halloween 2018, but with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Which, if you're going to do that for any franchise, besides Halloween, of course, Texas Chainsaw is not the one that I would pick. Texas Chainsaw seems hardly like a franchise in of itself it's like well no they change their minds on what it is every uh, move i don't think like the halloween it shouldn't have a franchise it should just be that movie although it was, i will I disagree with you slightly shot. there because part two is the same guy from is still toby hooper and like he actually wanted to make that movie yeah and also yeah. it sounds i haven't seen it yet but it sounds amazing like dennis hopper has a chainsaw duel with leatherface like yeah, because he wasn't making, you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. He was basically doing the Gremlins 2 thing with uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Well, and the funniest thing is, I don't know if you guys have seen the sequel. I know Nick probably hasn't, but uh, if you guys have... Uh, Austin, have you seen any of the other sequels? They changed, like, the family name and everything, oh, like, just, every time. Just Texas Chainsaw 3D. I've seen that. <laughs> That movie's like that movie is in the so dumb I kind of enjoy watching it camp, but it's want, not good. You want to know something spooky about uh, Marilyn Burns? She died in Houston, Texas. Okay, like I, said, like I said, she's gonna be back for the new one. Leatherface needs a mask. But I do want to watch part three because <laughs> yeah, it's, it's got Vigo Mortensen and Ken Forey in it. Um, good Texas actors, Chainsaw but... 3D has like one of the stupidest, sorry, not one of the stupidest, has actually, yeah, like one of the stupidest new trends I see in horror films where we take like the evil, like monster character, make them the good make guy, them, like good guys that save the uh, main character at the end, yeah, or like Alien versus Predator, or Rings, Rings does that too. <laughs> oh, god. Although, and obviously, I'm not very familiar with the Texas Chainsaw franchise as a whole, but I think it makes more sense with something like Texas because Texas Chainsaw. Because with him, it's not about like he doesn't enjoy killing people; he's just doing what he's told. That movie's still dumb, though. <laughs> that movie is dumb. Like it's a it's a so dumb that I enjoy watching it. Alexandria Daddario or whatever is like a baby in the seventies, and then like nineteen and twenty thirteen. Is that supposed to take place in modern day? I'm pretty sure it is. Like the the timeline in that movie is like all messed up. Yeah, it is. Um, but yeah. I don't I don't know like it's a it's a fun watch but it's a dumb movie. Um it's the type of movie where Leatherface throws his chainsaw at the camera and it's in 3D so you're supposed to be like whoa it's my, coming right at me. And that, and that was in 2013 too so that was really embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. It's my a favorite January movie too. <laughs> yeah. My favorite part is uh when she she looks at Leatherface and just like do your thing cuz and it's yeah, the... <laughs> it's like, remember Spike, it's 3D. 
remember how I guarantee you nobody was thinking of Spy Kids 3D. No, it just when you think of 3D, and it's like that was like one of the big films I tried to like really own in on that. Point is, we have no reason to be enthusiastic about this, unfortunately. Yeah, I don't know. If if Felbe Alvarez was directing it, I'd be more interested. Um, a trailer could win me over, but right now I'm just kind of like, I don't know. I've never been a huge fan of that franchise in general. Um, like that first movie is obviously the classic and I enjoy it for what it is, but it's not like, oh, you know, Texas Chainsaw is my favorite like movie of all time. Okay. Uh, Chainsaw Massacre is coming back. I actually have a short bit of news, actually. Um, you know, Rob Zombie's making a Monsters movie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. I do remember that. (laughs) So, uh, apparently it's now rumored to be headed straight towards a peacock as an exclusive there. Oh, I thought you were going to say it's going to be straight to the $5 bin. Well, that that would be a kinder fate, I think, than what's happening to Peacock. But Yeah. Um, wait, what's happening to Peacock? Uh, well, it's like, it's like where like every single like distributor or publisher just wants their own streaming service now. Mm-hmm. It, it's like some are some are going to get slashed. So I will cool. say though, Peacock has a decent like horror selection. Uh, I they just, have. I can't wait till Peacock releases their next commercial, and it's like Picard and the Ninja Turtles and the monsters oh, yeah. all dancing. <laughs> I can't wait for that. That'll that'll be. But like, I, I, yeah, I mean, the streaming service thing is a whole eight. separate issue. Yeah, you remember um, the monsters, the ripoff of the Adams family, which. And those this and I I am obviously a big fan of like made that into a movie. <laughs> obviously, I am a bigger fan of Rob Zombie's films than you two, um, but he hasn't made a good movie in a while, and this is so far removed from his sensibilities. I haven't even watched them, so I can't even judge. Um, oh, we'll show them to you yeah. soon. Oh no, at some point, yeah, this will be the week. So I'm not there. <laughs> <laughs> What you don't want to watch Devil's Rejects? <laughs> what you don't want to watch Devil's Rejects? Well, maybe I'll watch the one, but like, no. If I'm if we're gonna do a Rob Zombie movie, that's the one we do. That's his best film. Hmm. The only other one we might do is like the Halloween remake. Uh, if we do like original versus remake, I mean, I'd have to be there just to trash on that film, <laughs> and I'd be the one defending it. But anyway, um. I don't think this is the he's the right guy for that project. This his sensibilities are not meant for a like comedy film. Who would be the right person for this project? Is this even the right project? Should this Who's the exist? audience for this project at I this point? I don't know because they're, they're okay. Certainly not going to be a growing audience since the last Adams Family movie. So where's the appeal for like what a gritty monsters movie? What's yeah. so here's the thing. If it goes straight to streaming, it'll have a bigger audience because people will just see it and be like, oh, I re- I remember the monsters," and they'll click on but it to see what it is. nobody will say that. Apparently, the movie is rumored to be within the $30, $40 million range of a budget. So, um... Follow Boy the band literally got the rights to the theme of the monsters, and people thought, like, people around them thought it was the Pulp Fiction theme, so they used it to make a song about Uma Thurman. <laughs> Because nobody knew what it was. Okay. Because <laughs> nobody cares about the monsters. I don't know. But, and you guys have a point, but the the fact of the matter is this project may exist. Uh, I don't know who the right guy is, but I would say a comedy director or somebody who's done horror comedy before. Not Rob Zombie. <laughs> he Rob Zombie is good at like, Sleazy B movie exploitation esque films, yeah. Not okay. a sitcom turned into a movie. Yeah, a comedy writer would be better, but I don't see a lot of great comedy writers that would be very interested in the monsters or any horror comedy writers that would be interested in the monsters. No, oh. I feel like the best you get with uh, the monsters is that like shitty Tim Burton Dark Shadows uh, adaptation. <laughs> Kinda. Is Zombie writing this too? 
Um, well, if he is, get ready for Herman Munster to say fuck, fuck thirty-eight times in a row. <laughs> um, it's direct, as far as I'm aware. But Austin, I'll tell you, I, I will tell, I will say this: if Zombie's directing this and he brings in his usuals, you will at least get a s- small amount of viewers from people who love those actors or his other films. Yeah, but he like isn't he down to like crowdfunding at this point? <laughs> but all of his That's like big audience. Well, I mean, that is even started. It's going to start in May, apparently, uh, according to rumors. But um... here, you are correct in that he's down to crowdfunding. But that was only for his last two films. Uh, I think maybe even just the just that three from hell. I don't know, but. I see a lot of people talking about his other movies in the horror circles. Like he he remains some of that follow, following from when Devil's Rejects came out. Yeah, yeah, but I don't think it's enough to like make people go see a or make a profitable monsters film. I should say. And I don't know what NBC's like releases or the that whole streaming services thing is because you know they have like the free version and the one with. Where you can pay to get less ads. Oh, right. Yeah, I forgot about that. If they release that on there and you can watch it for free with ads, I think that movie will do okay. Maybe I don't. I just I don't see it as having an audience. Personally. I don't. And and you know me, I'm usually willing to be at least somewhat optimistic for a film until I see like footage of it. Yeah, no, for sure. And for I me, don't like, think I'm not just is... trying to be down on it. I'm just trying to think like in my head like who like remove zombie from it entirely like i'm just like i can't see people going like yeah monsters film i'm gonna go see that <laughs> this is for the like one grandma out there that remembers watching the monsters she'll, she'll be dead by might, the time this comes out so they like, might try it for the actors <laughs> and some of the rumors for some of the actors are um sherry moon zombie being of course lily munster okay jeff daniel phillips as herman um Daniel Roebuck and Richard Blake are also casting it with a... Richard Blake? Oh, no, wait, that's not... Jorge okay. Garcia from Lost and Cassandra Peterson as Elvira. So I'm mostly saying this jokingly because I know you haven't seen any Rob Zombie movies, but saying Sherry Moon Zombies in a Rob Zombie movie is like saying water is wet. You might as well have just said Rob Zombie is directing it. <laughs> is water wet, John? The point is, she's in. That's those are the only movies that she's in, or his movies. Okay, I see. I figured but... whether she should be there or not. Uh, if you guys haven't seen Lords of Salem, she plays a DJ with that has like dreadlocks and is haunted by visions of the devil, and it's the cringiest thing I've ever seen. I mean, one of the cringiest things ever is in his Halloween remake, where it's like cutting from like Kid Michael being sad. To Sherry Moon Zombie being a stripper as Love Hurts blasts in the background. <laughs> okay. Um, All right. But we've put this off long enough. Uh, Milton, Are you since sure? you. I think we can put it off a little longer. <laughs> Milton, since you picked these films, tell everyone what we're reviewing tonight. We are reviewing um, Vampire Hunter D and Vampire Hunter D Bloodlust 2. Animated adaptations of the first and third novels of Hideyuki uh, Kichigi's uh, series. The series began in 1983. The first film was made in 1985. The next one was made in 2000 for a release over here in the West and 2001 over in Japan with their audio language. Ours came first. Um, Uh, And Milton, buddy, I I mentioned this before we went live, but since we're Mm -hmm. live, I'm just going to Next time you recommend movies, you got to pick some better movies, my guy. Like, <laughs> I'm just glad to know that uh, there were worse things that happened in 2001. Gosh, really? Wait, which one did you... Wait, wait, hold on. You've seen that movie. You can't judge it. <laughs> I was going to say, which one did you watch? Um, I watched the original, but I'm just and, joking. And in my defense... No one else would recommend something like this on the show. I wanted there to be something different here. Even if you guys wouldn't like it, I wanted to talk about it. Because I liked it, and I thought it was cool to look into the history of how this affected the entertainment medium in this in this particular sector. 
So Austin, just niche, can I be the one to describe the first movie because that's the only one I saw? Yes, sure. Okay, so Vampire Hunter D is a film about a woman who is bit by a vampire, and then she meets a dude, and that dude's gonna help her like be cured and kill the vampires, and. There's lots of like random nudity because it's for perverts, and there's not a lot of moving. There's a lot of just solid images with maybe like a pixel that moves. Um, and the entire time I was like, "Boom!" Did you get <laughs> that? What is that? I mean, I know it's like, a gun, but it looks like a shoot I it's like an airsoft remember. gun oh okay i couldn't remember the manufacturer i didn't think it was a real gun but... no, no i use it as a prop gun but... oh, okay in, in his uh so, walker uh fan fiction it's funny austin it's erotic uh, you mentioned fiction. that you were doing that when i when i first turned on the first movie and i started playing and obviously i'm a little more used to old school anime than you are uh i was like oh no uh austin's gonna hate this <laughs> I wondered if there might have been a slight chance as it went on because they introduced more like gothic horror style into it. Well, but... that's that's how I would describe this film in general is it's very style over substance. It's just kind of like, look at these cool imagery stuff. And some of it does work and some of it I'm just kind of like, I don't really care. And a big thing too for me, because it's just not my sensibilities and I understand like that like people can like it. And um but, like, I'm not crazy on, like, the kind of anime aesthetic, so already I'm kind of having to bring myself to that. So, so I'm going to actually, uh, I'm going to vindicate Austin here. To a certain <laughs> degree. Because, yes, this film had a very low budget. Uh, you don't say. A lot of the 80s animes in Japan around this time for this particular audience, some got really good budgets and some got really bad budgets. Was one of them, unfortunately. One of the ones with bad budgets. And this film definitely, definitely suffers from just not a lot of production put into animation frames and kind of varying the visuals a bit, unfortunately. Um, mm-hmm. There are, I think that there are some good visuals here and there, but even the author yeah, said, yeah, this is nothing like the art that was, that I released even for my books. Um, the The illustrator, by the way, is... Yoshitaka Amano of uh, Final Fantasy fame. Well, I was going to ask if you'd ever read uh, read the book to like compare, but I, I'm in I'm in the middle of it right now, and is yes, there any more depth in the book? Better than the movie, as one could <laughs> always say. Um, but yeah, sorry. Again, is there any more depth in the book? Because I'm with Austin. This was style over substance. Yeah. So with this, it's very much stylized like '80s pulp. Which is the main appeal of like a lot of stuff. Like it's very, it's very Solomon Kane. I thought, um, like that, the main character. That's a lot of where some of the insp- I don't know which one came first, Solomon Kane or this. I would assume oh, Solomon Kane. I'm gonna look that up real quick. But what year was Solomon Kane? Uh, while while he's doing that, just real quick, um, because Solomon Kane's like uh, same writer as. Uh, yeah, yeah 1928. So yeah, he's been around a bit longer. But there, there is yeah. some inspiration with that, with that sort of pulpy kind of writing in here. There is, there is a bit of pulp in the original novels, but it still has a lot more development. It's a lot better paced. The characters are a bit better fleshed out and a bit better balanced. The plot is is more interesting than I would say the movie, unfortunately. Shows it where we get a repeat. Really bad dubbing. <laughs> Yeah, it, there are redubs, and I tried to say, hey, I should have given more direction to say, maybe choose this dub instead, or better yet, do the sub. Guys. Do you want to just break Austin I, I completely? I was going to watch it sub, to be fair, but just uh, yeah. just kind of how it turned out, I kind of had to watch it dubbed, because I just had like things going on, so I had to like, watch it all. I figured the dubs would be more accessible, um, but... As well, you say, I, I this definitely had localization issues. That I prefer, like, the sub thing, yeah. So, I I like the animation in this movie because I'm used to it. Uh, I'm used to some of that cheap cheap anime style. 
it has it has a charm to it that we don't see anymore. Yeah. Um, and I was with the movie at first, and then as it went on, like I started to lose track of what was going on because I didn't care about anything happening in this movie. Uh, and then, like, next thing I know, the main girl is, like, in love with uh, D, And I'm like, wait, what? Like, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> we get somewhat subtle things, but it's not, it's not well-paced enough. And it's more of a scene to show just of the fact that D is someone who has a lot of self-control. Which does get an issue a bit with the writing in this movie, where we're not going to develop the main heroine as much as we're going to develop the hero. And when you don't balance the cast like that, it definitely makes it hard to well, care about the stakes a bit. Yeah, because I couldn't tell you a damn thing about the girl other than I think her name's like Caroline. No, what? <laughs> I don't remember what her name is. I know she has a brother, and that she like no, her name is Doris, which is not a great name for this character. But no, Caroline's the girl in the sequel. Oh, I think. She that, that, that's Charlotte. Sleep with you got to see it with a helper. No. That's the thing I know. No, no, Charlotte is the one. Charlotte is the girl in the other movie. The, the first one is Doris. Oh, I don't know who the fuck Caroline is then, but yeah, <laughs> I don't know. know Caroline. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know who you're talking. Oh wait, no. Well, actually, uh, well, there's. I think there's another character named Caroline somewhere in the second one, but not the first. But yeah, in I mean, case. this movie tries really hard to make you feel emotion at scenes like. When that old guy, who I didn't even know who that was until the scene where he turned into a vampire, um, the scene where she professes her love to D, like I really like the action scenes and I like the the look of the movie, but like My all of part is when that guy dies because it has the most pointless pervy thing ever, where he like rips it's like her rips her top shirt off, and then it's not ripped after that. <laughs> Yeah, that that is that's unfortunately a symptom of its time with the productions of movies like that. You have stuff like Wicked City, which is another horror movie that I wouldn't recommend anyone that has that problem worse. This is much more on the medium kind of range of that sort of problem. Just well, in the just in the eighties, like the kind of like succubus women, like that. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I really liked the monster designs in, the, yeah. in this. Yeah, the, fi- get... the fight scenes were good for for its time. Obviously, everything that I'm saying is good is for its time. If you compare this to modern, even anime, like the animation is trash and all that. But obviously, you know, historical context is is important. Um, um, manga was released much later. This is just based on now the anime and the manga didn't even exist at the time of. Uh, the movie's publication. So. My my favorite part was when you first meet D and he first starts talking, because that is not the voice that I imagined that guy to have. <laughs> he has a different voice in a redub. He has too many English voices, um, unfortunately, so it's hard to get kind of a grasp on like the deep set voice that he is normally alluded to have, and because there's also been like audio dramas as well that kind of normally <laughs> have him have a deeper voice, um, but. Yeah, with the dubbing, everybody just kind of sounds the same. Where they, well, they all talk like this, <laughs> and they all talk really fast. That, that's <laughs> that's eighties. We should sleep together. Come on, help me fight the vampires, D. <laughs> it's not quite like. Well, there is a problem, unfortunately, with a lot of eighties. It's it's syncing with lip flaps because when oh, a lot of stuff that's is fine, that's whatever. Like you're never gonna get it to match up. Yeah. Yeah, we've just gotten better at making it sound more natural than yeah. Hello, yeah, D. Yeah, I want to hire you. Yeah. This movie sounded like it was voiced by porn <laughs> actors, but like they all got AIDS, so they couldn't be in porn anymore, and they had to dub anime. <laughs> well, and uh, if it, there's anything this movie's a testament to, it's just how far we've come, not only in dubbing but in voice acting in general. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, we we talk about to a certain extent the lack of uh, depth with this writing. There are some problems with that. There are some deeper themes at play that I would say that unfortunately don't translate well enough unless you know a bit of the book because then you just, you get bored sometimes by the repetitive plot structure of Doris is in danger and D has to go save her from this particular thing. And then we kind of just follow that all the way to the end. Um yeah, uh, and then you get like really retarded stuff that I assume makes more sense in the book where like it would be explained. Do you get like 
oh, you know, vampires they stay get staked and then they die, but like D gets staked and then his hand eats a bunch of dirt. <laughs> He's okay. <laughs> I did not understand the dirt thing. When that's <laughs> that is more or less because um well I assumed it made more sense in the book. There was illusion even in the movie where D's hand is basically possessed by a symbiote and he essentially like gains nutrients in order to basically resuscitate what? the body. That was supposed to be what it was. Unfortunately, <laughs> the movie doesn't Unfortunately, there's a couple of up. scenes of somebody talking to him, but it because it's just a still frame of him standing there. I didn't know who he's talking to, and then suddenly his hand is just eating dirt. Like he, when they, you they see tried, they try to apply through the writing, and D even says, "Do I really need two hands?" Which he says quite a bit before, but it's it's easy to miss, unfortunately. Although I will give it the stake thing, Austin, because I think they and I, I'm not an expert on vampire lore, especially this this scene vampire lore because it changes. But the stake thing with him could be because he's a dampier. That uh, that is one of the reasons, yes, because he's. But shouldn't that make him weaker? He got stabbed in the heart, and he's like half vampire. I don't know. Well, uh, if he got stabbed again, he probably would have died. It's probably just the thing where the villain just like, you know. And it's hey, also I, the eighties. I, I conquered the hero. Now I have no need to check on him as I go away and triumph and then the hero comes back again for his, his triumphant return in like the third act Stuff but like yeah that. The, the hand thing made it's me laugh a lot because the hand thing made me laugh a lot because it just comes out of nowhere <laughs> yeah. well I was just uh, more confused because it's like he just starts eating dirt and then he's okay and then he gets up and he shoots the pink cloud that's been all throughout the movie <laughs> and it shatters into rocks and I was just kind of like, what? Well, the the clouds were established to be just a natural pestilence of the land. Like, no, no, I know, but then it like yeah. when it when he shot the cloud, it turned into rocks. That was confusing. Yeah, this is not a movie I would have shown to somebody who doesn't like anime. It was more or less supposed to like ramp up to the next one to give some better context of us being able to appreciate a lot better animation and lit yeah, and whatnot, but. It was also a highly influential film in its time. For this, and, and I'm sure, like, like I said, I like a lot of the action and the style of this movie. I'm just, I'm kind of at that point where style isn't enough. I need at least a little substance, substance. Uh, and sustenance. I don't, yeah, like the hand, <laughs> eat some dirt. Oh, um, and I don't have any nostalgia for this movie. I never even heard of it until you brought it up. I had uh, heard of it. I can I can at least say that I had heard weeb. of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the style, the substance underneath, which is basically of like D's struggle as a purgatorial thing of I am acting noble despite the fact that other vampires call themselves nobles and they are vac- acting very very evil. Essentially, it kind of comes down to that theme essentially where. D understands that he can't coexist in this human society, but he wants to protect them because he feels that's what his duty is. I mean, I I didn't mind D as a protagonist. He's your typical anime like warrior protagonist. I mean, he was fine. Um, I like the scene. Where, I like the scene and idea where he lo- where he almost loses control. But I'm too busy laughing that she just out of nowhere professed her love to him <laughs> to care about the fact that he almost killed her. And she's like encouraging him to do it. It was really weird. It, it's unfortunately of its time where we have the somewhat kind of tough heroine in these things, but then she just lowers her guard for in a. It's, it's not what it's not well established, unfortunately. To the point, fortunately, it's, nothing comes out of it in the end, or for better or worse. But I didn't think about that one as much, just because by that point I was kind of like. Okay, like this movie thinks that these two are close now because it's this point in the movie. That's weird at the start where she first sees him and she's like, "You can sleep with me if you like." A lot of horror movies have this problem, unfortunately, um, with that. But there's also just the thing of this. It was supposed to describe, not that I advocated, but it was supposed to describe the fact of 
how much she doesn't want to be a vampire to the point where she'd be willing to give just about anything to motivate someone to help her. Yeah. Was the main. Of course, you could have described it a different way and it would have been effective, but. Do they do more with the whole future thing in the book? Because, like, throughout the entire movie, I kept forgetting that it was in the future. Okay, and so every now I, and then you'd see, like, technology, and I'd be like, oh, that's right. It's not okay, like this. So I'm actually glad that you brought that up, because what this movie was supposed to do, which it didn't do too well, except in certain scenes where you were able to see it, it's set in basically 12,090 A.D., basically after a post-apocalyptic future that begins in 1999 because this movie was written in the 80s. Um, I love the idea, movie sometimes. Yes. And the idea is um, essentially there's a lot of anachronistic technology where you have outdated fashion but energy weapons. You have the, these this old architecture but you have robo robot horses you also have some remnants of ancient technology that is cynically futuristic compared to what people have normally in the overworld and stuff like that. That is very present throughout these novels and throughout the next movie. Not as much, unfortunately, in this one because the budget was so cheap. Um, Before we go any further, just because I am seeing a couple of comments, um, whoever can read it first, want to read the chat? Sure, I'll, I'll read uh, Josh says, Speed Racer had a huge problem with dubs that go too fast. It's not exactly like this, but it reminded me of that. Yeah, um, and a lot of anime, just in Most... general. When it would got localized, it would just have someone just sync so closely with the flaps. Well, my my go-to, of course, and Austin's gonna, probably going to make fun of me for this, but my, my go-to for anything anime is Dragon Ball. And the, origi- the early days of Dragon Ball, all of the characters just talking like run-on sentences... Because they're trying to match the the mouth flaps, and it's really awkward. But it's just it 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 kind of retroactively adds a charm to it of like, you know, this was twenty thirty years ago. It, it was the nature of the beast at the time. Fortunately, <laughs> uh, yeah. not, not as much now. Hey, Austin, go fuck yourself. I already did, so fuck. You. Oh, gross. I got my gun. I will shoot you, sir. Please do. No, we've got guns. We got we've got Buffy reviews to do. Uh, <laughs> oh no! No, you you should get into it. Buffy's a good show. He's Over like for... halfway through season three. He's just not watching anymore. For That's not true. I'm like three episodes into season three. Oh, you're only three. Oh man. When we get to season, faith, so when we get into season three, if you want, since you're taking, what, not gonna have to be watching as many movies. You're more than welcome to join us. Uh, but hey, John, you mentioned that you actually like some of the action scenes. What was your favorite action scene? Oh God, you would ask me. Um, was your favorite action scene was the one where they're like, <sighs> and just like the lines are going nuts in the background <laughs> while it's just like. And then it cuts to the next person, and they're like, it, "It's so bad, especially <laughs> in the second scene where." It's and just then, like, the maybe you'll have like a ching sound effect. <laughs> was that your favorite action scene? Mine was probably the scene with the like snake people, or whatever they were supposed to be. It was supposed to be a hydra, kind of. Yeah. Um. To answer your question, Austin, with the like the lines with just they're like black screen with a line. I'm used to that, so it it's just like I barely notice it. But yeah, what about you, Austin? Any anything in this movie that did kind of interest you, action or style? <laughs> um, did you like it when arms were decapitated, people were cut in half, that sort of thing? Uh, this was a kind of a gory film, at least for what it is. Sure, I, I guess. I don't, I don't know. Man. I, I, I think I think the the nudity was a little uh, pointless. Like it wasn't. It didn't need to be there. Yeah. Especially because they like Austin mentioned that scene where, like that scene only exists to get her shirt off for like a frame. Yeah, and then it's not even ripped <laughs> in the next shot. But like you also have that random shower scene, and I'm not like a prude. I don't care. Like I don't. Yeah. Like, you have nudity in your movie. 
but it's just like I don't know. Anime is so pervy, you Japanese perverts. <laughs> you you should watch some Helsing. It's this done better, and with or better animation. Helsing Ultimate, I would recommend a bit more than the original one. I would yeah. think. Helsing, Helsing, in my opinion, from what I just watching these two films, Helsing is this idea done better. Well, it doesn't have the D character in Helsing specifically. I would, I would like this, but done a bit more in line with uh, the books and with better animation. I would say, well, which is what was going to happen until the pandemic happened, and then production. Oh, they were going to bring this back. Yeah, and then production halted. So, unfortunately, I, we have not gotten a great thing until. I will say this: I would, if they decided to bring this back as like a TV show or a miniseries, I would watch it, flesh yeah. out some of the stuff that's here. Yeah, that was the idea. And then they halted production because pandemic happened. Because so, so. like everything. But yeah, if you if you took the time to flesh out some of the stuff in this instead of just like racing through things, this would be a pretty good movie. Um, but we do need to keep keep everything moving because it's our. We've been at this for an hour already, um, and I don't have much to say about the second movie either. Not in a bad way. It's just it was all right. But anyway, um, we're gonna start with Austin because he didn't watch the second one. Um, we need to rate this film first. Well, that's what I assume you meant. That's yeah. what I. If you let me finish, <laughs> what is your rating? And I I don't even think you need to answer. Would you watch it again? We all know. <laughs> I, I'm just like I don't want to be mean on my rating so it's like go ahead and be mean it's fine <laughs> cause uh, can, you, can you guys rate, do your rating <laughs> okay I'm gonna give this a 2.5 out of 5 I think this is about average um, I would not recommend it for someone like Austin who already is not into anime it, this is for someone who already likes anime, who likes that classic anime feel, um, and doesn't mind style over substance. Um, I, I think it's just average. For me, I'm I mostly agree with uh, John. I would say maybe maybe a two point seven five. I think it's a little above average, but at the same time, it has all the trappings of stuff of its day that make it less accessible to a new audience, certainly. And it's definitely a bit rougher to watch on a second going through than your first time. On the first, I was a lot younger, and it's like, ooh, cool. But now now that I've gained a bit more taste, I appreciate it for its historical value, and I think it gives good context for stuff that comes later. But Well, yeah, when you're like six, this is probably the coolest thing you've ever seen. Things are getting their heads cut off. Well, I didn't. I watched it when I was like... uh, 18 plus or something like that. Oh, what last, you said, last week. Yeah. <laughs> when you said younger, I thought you meant like as a kid. It's like it was seven years ago for me. Oh. That's a long time. All right, Austin, enough procrastinating. Okay, I I decided not to be mean, and I'm going to give this movie a one uh, because there's some good designs, but this movie's just not made for me. So uh, that's so. fair. Everyone okay. has their taste. So. We're not going to spend too long on two because, like I said, Austin didn't get a chance to watch it or didn't watch it. I did it. see the first 15 minutes. Okay, so then I'm, I'm just out of curiosity then because I think the animation in the, the site sequels much improved. The animation was a lot better. But did I you got 15 like... minutes in and was like, I have no idea what the fuck's happening. I think, like, n- not because of, like, the movie, but, like, just because, like, I had stuff going on. I was just kind of busy and I was like, I can either, like, stop now or, like, go back, and I'm gonna be, like, in 15 minutes, I'm gonna be the exact same spot that I am right now. So that's when I was just kind of like, I don't really have time for this. Yeah. But, uh... No, the animation was a lot better. I'm sure, overall, the movie was better. I would say so. I would say so. (laughs) Animation-wise, this is 100 times better. Script-wise... Script wise, uh, I think this has the same problem. Like with the vampire coming in through the window, and you got like the red of the cape or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm just curious because obviously you know you're not a huge, you're not a really an anime fan. Is something more like that where it's properly animated, 
something that you would watch on your own time or for a show or whatever? Probably not. Like I said, there's something just <laughs> about like anime, just like the aesthetic of it that kind of puts me off in general. And like, obviously I can look at something and it can win me over on it. Like I'm a fan of uh, Jinji Ito. I think he's great. That's not anime. I know that's like manga, but that's just, like, another gonna... example similar trappings um, but it's it's the big eyes austin doesn't like big eyes yeah i see big eyes and i'm like stop looking at me <laughs> we austin we still gotta review some of that stuff uh the jinji ito or i probably butchered that man's name i'm sorry um, but yeah that's interesting because oh this is... i can't i can never remember if it's jinji or jinji i don't know i don't know let us know i'm just gonna um, call him bob moving forward but yeah, I'd like to review some of that stuff because I've heard it's great. Um, it is, yeah. I think this is a massive is improvement. Quite I think this is the massive improvement in terms of animation and action and style. I think the script is just as weak as the first one. Uh, I was I was in the same boat as Austin. Not I didn't even have anything else going on, but I realized 15 minutes in, I had no idea what was fucking happening. I had to go on Wikipedia and look at like the first chug to see what was happening uh i like this one better than the first one and maybe i would like it on a, a rewatch more um but part of the problem is that i a the world doesn't look remotely the same to me at least what i saw of it uh b i still don't know enough about d other than we hint that his father was dracula which so, we did in the first one <laughs> or was yeah well we do it more here because we're dealing with more vampires. So, Austin, the basic plot of this movie is he's hired to rescue a girl that was kidnapped by vampires. That's what I got from the first like scene, yeah. <laughs> but then the twist is she wasn't kidnapped. We're going full spoilers. She's in love with the vampire and went willingly. Uh, and her the vampire's daughter is against it. We get a little more info on like how vampires see themselves. Uh because the main bad guy's daughter is very, it's classical, you know, like, we're pure-blooded vampires, we're better than humans, why are you wanting to marry a human? So some of that stuff was okay, but I've also never been into, like, a traditional vampire, like, I don't even know what the word I'm looking for is, but, like, I like when you take vampires and put them in different settings, not a royalty, like, hierarchy for vampires. So you're not you're anime not... Castlevania. John? <laughs> you're muted. I'd do it. I would like to see Castlevania. I've heard it's good. No, I meant more so the game, but yeah. Uh, I've never played those. That's why I said anime Castlevania. <laughs> well, because there's when... that Netflix anime Castlevania. No, I said, but this is like an anime oh, Castlevania. I guess it's an it just depends. But yeah, um, I I think the script is a little bit stronger just as a result of it may not necessarily be a more detailed plot, but you definitely get a lot more creative situations where the characters are able to, well, do more creative things just in the scenes that they're in. I would say um, we get more we get more action involved from the human characters. They have more of an impact here. Um, as Apparently, I said it right. What in the first movie. What. <laughs> Jen, why did you take like a deep whiff of your water bottle before you drank from it? I didn't. You I leaned it and you were like, <laughs> I tried. I tried. To... I didn't. I leaned down to read the chat because I saw I was a new message. Make a joke that you were doing a line of coke, and then you leaned up and it was like you had your water bottle right in there. Credit to Josh, who said that John pronounced uh, Juji Ito's name correctly. So we get that. I was taking a drink and noticed we had a new message, but I, I, I read chat on my phone, so I had to lean in to read what it said. Yeah. We also get this would be a much more entertaining show if we were doing cocaine, but yeah. I think we also get a nice, I would say, more interesting foil with uh, D and uh, Mirling. With uh, different types of reluctance to like turn other people into vampires and that sort of thing, but um, it's definitely not meant to be too deep. It is it is meant to be a popcorn flick of sorts, and that's fine. But we're two movies in, and I still don't like jack shit about our protagonist. 
Well, that's not like I didn't have an issue with that even in the first one because that's I don't know that's kind of like your man with no name type. You have your the character kind of come in, they get involved in the situation, they deal with it, and then they leave, and you don't really know anything about them. But like, yeah. and, and that's that fair. Is, I might just need more like experience with those types of things. Yeah, I didn't really have an issue with that because I could like I already kind of see what they were going for just in that first film. That that is who D is supposed to be, essentially a man with no name, kind of character. My, my favorite is supposed to be detailed that much. He has his companion symbiote. He has this excuse of I directly come from Dracula. So when people underestimate me, it's like, well, I know a bit more about this stuff than you do. I just don't talk a lot, but I'm able to use it against you. Well, yeah, he's <laughs> like the man with no lines from uh, Willy's Wonderland. <laughs> I, just, I would give. This one a bit more credit than Willie from Willie's Wonderland, but hey, well, what's no, wrong with Willie's bad Wonderland? Guy. I'm talking about Nick Cage. Oh well, <laughs> uh, I don't Nick Cage. Um, yeah, I mean that's fair. My favorite thing also that we didn't mention is that D is like weirdly shaped for a humanoid creature, like that in the first movie when that girl hugs him and he's like. Twice as tall and almost three times as wide as she is. Oh, she, he's a dampier. He's supposed to be this really built like a shit brick house kind of guy. Okay, I, I just thought of this because you mentioned that scene. But I, you're right, John. I also was dying laughing during that scene, but not because she was like, take me or whatever. It was because he like orgasmed for like a minute and was just like, ah. <laughs> Often been a sexual component with like vampires' hunger for blood and whatnot. There's always that subtext behind the entire theme of vampires. Well, yeah. no, and that's fine. It's just this is not the place to do that when your actors are terrible. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's just the animation was funny, where it was just a solid image of him, like ah. <laughs> I don't know. Nick's like, I'm never showing you guys movies again. <laughs> This was better than I thought it would be, actually. <laughs> See, I had high hopes for this one, because I was like, well, you know, I'll forgive that first one. It's from the 80s. They had no budget. Maybe this one will have, like, a tighter script, better animation, etc. It delivered on everything except the script. Well, I what? got lost at multiple points in this movie. Well, a lot of the problems that you have, it seems that, from what you've been saying so far, it's about the first movie more so than the second one. That being said, of course, the second movie did have a lot more that it should have delivered on. It was a lot looser, even looser of an adaptation than the first one, unfortunately. So you get the greatest sex in the style, but you don't get as much of the writing behind it. Um, I like the scene with the old man. You got a reference to another book through that where he threatens the sheriff with a gun and tells them to leave D alone. That's probably the best the writing gets during the whole movie. I don't even it, remember that scene. <laughs> really? Dude, I, like I said, there were multiple points in this where I got lost because I didn't know what the hell was going on. I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah. well, guys, what, what do you rate this film? I give this a 3 out of 5. It is an, it's a vast improvement over the original in terms of style, animation, yeah. voice acting. But the script holds it back still. And it's also possible that these kind of like standalone one and done adventures just aren't my thing. I tend to like stuff more where it's you grow, watch the protagonist grow and change and things like that. So that's also might be part of it. Yeah, um, it's more like the Mad Max thing. Yeah. Even to a lesser extent, kind of the Indiana Jones thing. Although obviously he's more of a character, sure. I would say. But, but yeah, I'd give this a three out of five. And I would watch this one again over the first one, especially because I'd like to give it another shot just to see if anything changes. No, I getcha. You see the first one if you want to like know where the thing came from in terms of animation style. Um, but other than that, you don't have to go back and watch the 80s one again. No. All right, since Austin didn't watch it... Uh, well, which... on a scale of 1 being the lowest, 10 being the highest, and 5 being average, I will give this film a 9. Thanks. Why a 9? <laughs> I'm curious. 
Because I'm referencing The Simpsons. Oh, of course you are. <laughs> I've I would... made that joke like through most of our episodes. Have you? I guess I just never noticed. Um, I Sorry, would... but Futurama's still better. Um, anyway, uh, Milton, what's your review or rating? I'll give it a 3.5 out of 5. It's definitely not... To this, I will agree that the script is not strong. And as such, it definitely holds it back quite a bit. You can develop a bit more within like an hour and a half than I would say that this movie does. Um, I don't necessarily need it so much from D because D is a man with no name kind of type. But you could develop the other characters a bit more. That being said, there's a lot of cool stuff in this movie. I really like a lot of the action scenes. There's enough variation with action and blow-by-blow stuff, which I think is really cool to watch. Um... Yeah, it really shows how great hand-drawn style animation was and how great it could be. And we don't do it anymore. Well, I will agree with that because hand-drawn animation is awesome and it really saddens me that... like, How is it that we live in a world now where Disney doesn't even have a hand-drawn animated studio like that's it's well and it's it's affecting anime as well like the last few dragon ball films have noticeable scenes where they shift they shift from like regular 2d animation to cgi and it looks like a ps4 cutscene all of a sudden it's so (laughs) weird is anime in that weird 90s period where we're starting to mix them Austin, I know you're not a fan of anime, but I want to show you this one scene that shifts to the C- to CGI animation because it's so awkward. Everything changes. I'm, yeah, well, I grew up with '90s anime. Like, just go watch Spider Man. Like, there's a there's a whole science with uh, animation, hand style, hand drawn style animation to CGI where the whole idea of the color black is a huge thing. Especially with how like characters like pop out from the backgrounds and whatnot, the fact with CGI animation, the black looks fake because there's no true black that a machine can put in. Whereas with hand drawn, is you don't even try. You use pre-established colors in the scene and just make them a darker shade, and it looks more natural. That way, that the the animation just looks more smooth, more fluid, and you actually get a bit more invested. And there's yeah, a lot of these sure. techniques that are slowly being lost because. Nobody wants to take the time to do hand-drawn style animation except in the indie market. And I am on a quest and a campaign to say, bring it back, please. You do no, that. Sure. Nobody will listen, but you do that. I will shout I will, I, I will sign your petition. Your ideas fascinate me. Where can I subscribe to your newsletter? Just hit the subscribe button on the podcast to hear more. Exactly. But if I do it, I'll unsubscribe. Okay, no. Here, let me, no. Let me click it. I'm clicking it. No. All right, uh, Milton, do you have the wheel pulled up? I do have the wheel pulled Why up. Why don't you share your screen so we can all see what we're going to be watching next week? Sure thing. Hang on a second. Do do. No, no, not. Don't. No, no, not the porn. No, it's. No, I don't. While he's know. doing that, a couple last couple um, announcements, other announcements I meant to make at the beginning of the show. Our Buffy season one spoiler cast is up, or spoiler discussion, whatever you want to call it. Uh, had a lot of fun doing that. Obviously, season one isn't very deep, uh, very isn't a lot to it, but we will be doing season two soon. Uh, hopefully, at some point, Austin will finish that fucking show so he can join us. <laughs> oh, stream ended. Sorry. What? Right here we go. Just make it. Just want to make. Oh, I night. thought you meant our stream ended. I was like, wait, what? No, no. All right, but we're yes. gonna pull up the wheel here. Yes, I made it really nice. I put all these <laughs> things in there. Um, Holy I shit! Really look at that wheel. That I put in, so it's like, oh, it's gonna be hard not to. But let's see what. Uh, let's see what we got. Oh, okay, it's so small though. All right. Oh, hang on. Okay. Uh, Oh, bird box (laughs) in a quiet place. Oh, good luck, fuckers. (laughs) I haven't seen either of these, so. Oh no, I've heard, I've heard stuff about bird box, and I've heard it's bad. Quiet place. I. 
Yeah, I haven't seen either of those, but good luck. Yes. Austin like, like, fuck you. I'm going to remove this now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, part of me wants to call for a respin. Part of me just wants to do no, it. No, no, no respin. You, you are, don't get a say, Mr. I'm not coming back next week. <laughs> well, that's exactly why that's a perfect spin. <laughs> <laughs> John, we we set these rules here. Yeah. All right. A quiet place and bird box. Break the conditioning. Uh, next week. Uh, yeah. Check out the Buffy video. Uh, we finished our Resident Evil Two Let's Play, or at least we finished the Leon side. Uh, it took me like three hours down in the sewers, but oh my god, I got lost three terribly hours for the campaign. <laughs> And see, if this had been like a year ago, it would have, but it's been so long since I've played it. Uh, but anyway, I'm hoping to start a Resident Evil 7 playthrough soon before Village drops. Yeah, and when does 8 come out? May 7th? Like, real soon. Uh, so, Milton, we gotta get on that. Um, or I'm gonna have to... Or I'm gonna have to do it myself. I mean, whichever, you know. Uh, yeah, I'd maybe try to try to be there for that. Depending on when you guys do it, I'll see if I can come in. Sure. Um, well, what's the next? Well, we'll talk about that later. Uh, I don't want to get like ganged up on to do it. Talk about it later. Um, anyway, we appreciate you guys hanging out. Uh, Austin, of course, we'll miss you next week. But uh, I won't miss you guys next week. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry, no. I will miss you. I will. I will pray for you guys. <laughs> oh, oh, don't worry, because just for this. I'm going to make you do the Dawn of the Dead and Army of the Dead review. <laughs> but uh, that is going to be it for us tonight. Thank you guys for hanging out. We will be back soon, or at the very least next week, with uh, Bird Box and A Quiet Place. Thanks for watching. Thank you for watching, everyone.